everything. You're 10% a cat and 90% an emotional cripple, she'd told me. I could understand the literal translation of it into simple layman words, but the way her incisors had flared at me from within her thin lips, set between two rosy cheeks and parrot-round eyes, I couldn't help but desperately try and hold on to the real meaning behind them. I could feel it slip away from my grasp the closer I got to latching on to it. That morning, I woke up to the smell of something foul hanging heavy in the room. I flinched at the 9am sun pouring in without a speck of cloud to gorge its way. She sat at the end of the bed, her back towards me, soaking in all of that yellow light head-on. I sat up with the alertness of a guest, here for a few nights' stay, to which she turned over to me. I couldn't make out her face against the brightness of the day, but it was clear she'd been crying when she croaked to tell me that Jay was dead. Where is he? I managed to ask. In the kitchen, she replied lifelessly. How long has he been? I faltered. I don't know. When I woke up at around four in the morning, he was already stiff. I've never seen death. I've never been there while it worked its way through life and flesh. It had always been through a distance, safe and transported by way of mouths and mobile phones, emotions cancelled out by the time it would reach me. I had only to react with surprise. That was the most of what was expected of me. I hadn't cried, and I've seen enough loved ones turn into graves. But right then, I somehow felt the pressure of something much more than simply surprise corner me. He wasn't my cat. He was hers. White with patches of brown spread haphazardly. Feline and at ease, he would saunter around the house, deliberately brushing his tail against me. Every time I came over to her place and she would leave for work, the two of us alone were best at playing aloof to catch each other's attention. Sometimes so adept at it that we'd absent-mindedly come within close quarters and spend hours, him basking, me lying on my stomach, reading aloud to his lazy tail flicks. I didn't have it in me to get up and see what lay wasted in the kitchen. I lit a cigarette and told myself this was probably the last that I'd breathe of him. After an hour or so of tossing what seemed like a hundred cigarette butts, and when my mouth finally started feeling stale and numb enough, 
we decided to do something about Jay. But living amongst humans that have disregard for anything other than theirs or themselves drummed into us the realization that we couldn't possibly bury him anywhere nearby. We took him to a dumpster, wrapped in what used to be Jay's blankets or hers, I can't recall. I hadn't ever fetched that far into a dumping area. Swarms of mosquitoes leeching off of rotten goods were a buzz when two sodden beings carried a corpse into their frenzy. They attacked us from everywhere, and with every sweep of our arms, a dozen or so became more alive. The suckers wouldn't even let us give Jay our last and proper goodbyes. I don't remember if she cried on the way back. She wasn't the same person anymore. Years later, we fell out on grounds that shook us from the very foundation and rendered us sorry but not forgiven. I am a cat and I take my time to warm up to people. But when I go, I hope I take a piece of you away. I hope the shifting spaces of your soggy heart burst forth with missing when you remember me and know that nothing can replace the pressure of the soft strides I made on your bed when I'd come to wake you up from bad dreams and memories. <laughs>